Good morning, everybody. Lovely to see you. Oh, it's been a good weekend for those of you who were here and volunteering. It's been really, really good. Well done, Sarah and Junior, for all that work. Amazing. Okay, so before we kick off today, I want you to turn to the person next to you and tell them of something you used to collect. It could be your coins or stamps or whatever. People collect all sorts of things. So cast your minds back to when you were children. Maybe there was something you collected. Or even now, as an adult, you continue to collect. Or you've just found a new interest and you have just started collecting something in COVID. Could be masks, hand sanitizers. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Some interesting conversations going on there. Does anybody still currently collect what they used to collect as a child? Hands up. Oh, nobody. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I thought it was you then, uh, Russo. There was dumbbells <laughs> since the age of two. <laughs> okay, so today we're not looking at something um, that we collect, but something else. But just to kick us off, do you want to know the top ten things people collect? Okay, stamps, coins, sports cards, particularly baseball cards, can be worth thousands of pounds by all accounts. Any vinyl record collectors here? Ooh, okay. Comic books, dolls, bit creepy, <laughs> mini vintage vehicles, like the old little corgi toys. Anybody used to collect those? Um, autographs. Now, the only thing with autographs, you kind of got to get out and meet lots of celebrities and famous people to have valuable autograph books, etc. Rare books or antique books, rocks and minerals. Yay! Oh, we've got a rock collector here. Minerals? Brilliant. Okay. So, other interesting items that didn't make the top ten were guitar picks. Yeah, whatever makes you happy. Fountain pens and matchboxes. <laughs> now, I've been through my own sort of collecting of things over the years. I've always loved 1950s memorabilia and vintage china. And when me and Adam, who's my husband, we first got married nearly 30 years ago, we used to have a collection of frogs in our downstairs bathroom. Not actually real frogs. I don't know how it started, but when people used to come over and visit us and use our bathroom, they'd always come and say, oh, I love your little collection of frogs. We had a toilet roll holder in the shape of a frog, pictures, soap dispenser in the shape of a frog. I think somebody must have just bought us something and then we just started collecting it. Anyway, it was a bit random. It didn't last long. I don't know where those frogs are now. Probably in the attic somewhere collecting dust. Anyway, today we're not looking at collecting, but we're looking at building on that sturdy, strong, never-goes-anywhere thing that many people like to collect, and that is rocks. In particular, the rock. No, not him, but Jesus the rock. Our firm foundation on which to build your life on. Okay, so we're going to look at a couple of Bible verses and unpack them, and then we're going to hopefully encourage ourselves as we go into the week ahead to all of our circumstances and situations and meetings and to-do lists, which are extremely changeable and are subject to change at any point. But the one thing is certain, as believers in Jesus, 
The rock, the person, the Godhead is not subject to change. Head is not subject to change. And we can be sure to build our lives on this rock that is Jesus. That whatever moves, wobbles, or changes around us, we can know, we can trust him, we can remain in peace because of him, and we can rest in him even in the midst of uncertainty. In Psalm 71, verse 3, it says, Be to me a rock of refuge. You have given the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. And then in the New Testament, in Matthew, it says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now, this story of the wise man who built his house upon the rock found in the book of Matthew is one of the parables or or earthly stories with heavenly meanings that Jesus told as part of the Sermon on the Mount or in the Beatitudes. So Jesus goes up to this mountainside, he sits down and crowds start to gather and his disciples come alongside of him and he begins to teach. And it's the most famous sermon of all time and it's the longest as it covers several different topics. And some um, commented to say that this sermon was like over several days. So Julian, I know Jesus is your example, and uh, you do really well, but we haven't had a seven-day sermon yet. (laughs) Okay, so this is really famous, and it's because it covers, and Jesus kind of proclaims his kind of um, attitude towards several very important issues. So he proclaims things about how he feels and what um, you know, the, the law teaches, and also about, you know, God's plan and purposes for us as humans in terms of the law. And as we know, the law was set for, you know, the guidance of people. And a lot of the scribes and Pharisees took the law to the extremes, and some of the laws were pointless, but they were sort of hypocritical and putting this burden on people about certain laws, and people weren't able to keep them. And so he was, you know, challenging the leaders as well as kind of giving instruction to all of the people, including his disciples. He mentions position, he talks about authority, he talks about money. He talks about obedience, lust, anger, revenge, and worry, and a host of other things that are really, really important. But he tops it off with how to build your life on a solid foundation. In verse 24, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain torrents come and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. Now, I haven't seen any houses like that in Swansea, (laughs) but that's a bit scary. But look, you know, that's amazing. Okay, so Jesus tells this story of two guys. One builds his house upon a rock and the other builds his house upon sand. The house built on rock weathered the storms and the builder of that house was called wise. But the house built on sand collapsed during the storm and the builder is called or was called foolish. And so we all know the story, we've all sung the songs and so the meaning of this parable is quite obvious. That good and proper foundations are vital and necessary. And as believers, as we continue to build our lives upon Jesus, we know and we are tested from time to time about how strong and deep those foundations are. 
And so for the builders here, for an actual house to be literally built, it is unwise to build on a wobbly surface or a sandy surface, isn't it? Because the foundation will be unsteady and the house will suffer damage and this will waste resources and time and all the work that has gone into building it. But the wise person who built their house on a sure foundation, anchoring it to bedrock, makes the building withstand the test of the wind and the rain and the floods. And so the spiritual meaning from this story is found in verse 24. And Jesus says, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like that wise person who built that house on the rock. And each of us are building a life. We are all building a house, so to speak. And so the proper foundation for a life is Jesus' words, not just hearing them, but actually doing them. But it can be so difficult sometimes, can't it? And so when Jesus says to us, don't worry about your life, it's not easy to not worry, is it? We know the effects that worry can have on us, the damage it can do to us. And so he doesn't want us to worry because he knows of the damage worry excessively and long-term can have on our health. It can negatively affect our relationships and it can really disrupt our productivity. It can immobilize us in our tracks and it can put us in a place of fear. Any worriers in the room or online? Come on, we all do it. And so Jesus wants the best for us. He wants us to live in peace. He wants us to cast our cares upon him and not to kind of struggle through life on our own. And we know that these many ill effects of worry do we experience from time to time. Yes, we do. And it really can immobilize us. This week, I was sorting out a car issue. Anybody love a car issue? When you know it's in the garage and it needs this, that, the other doing. MOTs, oh no, the dreaded MOT. Well, I've imported a vehicle from Italy. And so I knew there were going to be a few hurdles and a few things to jump over and get sorted to register this vehicle. And so I knew I had to make the phone call to the garage on Tuesday. Woke up early, I was really feeling really productive. I had my to-do lists. I thought I'm going to get ahead of myself this week so that the week runs smoothly and I had all these things I'd planned that afternoon. And I was doing really well and got to lunchtime, sat down, had my lunch. I thought, oh, I'd better make that phone call to the garage. And this is just a silly illustration of a car. And I made that phone call and then there was this and this and this and all these little issues that needed to be sorted and all are fine. However, at that moment, I was really worried then and it completely threw me off track and immobilised me and stopped and halted my productivity. I couldn't focus, I was just miserable and everyone else in the house got the taste of that misery and so everything just kind of went pear-shaped. So it really can immobilise us and affect our relationships. And so Jesus cares for us and he wants the best for us. And that's why he wants us to be wise by doing or putting into practice the things he says. So when Jesus says, settle your differences quickly, another um, situation he talks about in this Sermon on the Mount, in the Beatitudes, he talks about so many different things. He says, settle your differences quickly, forgive one another, because he cares about our relationships. So when he talks about revenge or hate, it's because broken relationships can really affect our relationship with God. And if we have a problem with a friend or a person who we have misunderstood or has upset us or there's been an issue, our attitude should be one of seeking that, sorting it out and forgiving as soon as we can. So our attitude could be reflecting our relationship with God as we extend that forgiveness. 
And it's really hypocritical otherwise to say, oh Lord, I love you, I worship you, praise the Lord. And then actually we're harboring this kind of unforgiveness or resentment or bitterness in our hearts towards somebody. And so he talks about these things because they are practical things that affect each and every one of us on a day-to-day basis sometimes. So let's continue to be a forgiving people, not harboring resentment or bitterness, but sorting things out well and quickly. So all of these practical issues of life we all have to face and deal with from time to time is like a bit building our lives on the rock, putting Jesus' words into practice and choosing to do the wise and the right thing. The habit of building the smaller things, doing these day-to-day things, tasks and decisions we make with Jesus' words in mind really help us to build a big, firm, solid foundation so that when the bigger things of life come against us, then we can stand. And so what about when the big rains and the big winds and the big challenges and the big torrents and the big floods start to hit at us? How much more important is it to have our lives sturdy and strong and anchored into that bedrock that is Jesus? And so when the world around us is in chaos, and gosh, we've seen that over these last few years and especially now, when our worlds are thrown into chaos, when the floodwaters are rising and we feel like we're sinking or being battered by the waves of life, we still stand. Be my rock of refuge to which I can always go. Give the command to save me for you are my rock and my fortress. And God is pictured as a refuge, like a place of safety that we can go for safety, a place you can put your trust. We can trust him with everything in our lives, our concerns, our worries, our anxieties, our cares, our very life because he is sturdy, he is immovable, and he is strong. I had a really personal experience a few weeks ago with the Lord, and I'm going to share it with you because I hope it'll encourage us. So we all have days where we have a bit of an off day, and this day was one of those days. I was battling a situation, and nothing was like getting solved or resolved, and it was just one of those down days. So I thought, right, that's it, enough worrying and on the treadmill of worrying and thinking about the solutions and when are they going to come. I decided to put my earphones in, get my phone out, YouTube, worship songs, random playlist, two hours, 40 songs, lovely, that'll do. Earphones in, get my steps in, off I go to the beach, worship is playing, felt better already. Walked to the beach, started praying, praying for my small group, praying for the church, praying for general things. And then all of a sudden, I just stood on the banks of the river, looking at the fishermen. And there must have been a sort of slow worship song going on at this time, you know, a thoughtful sort of one. And I just all of a sudden felt really sad. (laughs) And I started missing my family and just feeling really sad. And then I thought, okay, Let's keep on moving. So as I walked from that place, I literally went like this. Lord, I need to hear you, see you, feel you. I just need more. And that was it. So I carried on walking along the beach, and then the music was playing, and I wasn't really thinking about anything. And then on the estuary shore, there was this huge rock, probably a bit smaller than this, with like a flat top, totally embedded, and that looked like a a nice seat. 
So I'm going to sit here, and it was a beautiful day, the sun was shining, and I thought I'm going to sit here and just, just relax and worship God. So I sat on this rock, and then my feet were on all these other rocks, which were surrounding the rocks, because it was like, you know, bit of the beach where there were lots of rocks. And I just sat there with my hands open, not particularly thinking about anything, just looking at the sea and looking at the wildlife and just worshiping God. And all of a sudden, and it took me a few seconds to twig the words that were coming into my earpods, earphones. I am standing on the rock. You are my firm foundation. I am standing on the rock. You are my firm foundation. A song I'd never heard before. And I sat there thinking, 30 seconds before, I had just prayed, Lord, I really need to hear you, see you, feel you. I just need more. And I sat there in God's presence, and I thought, well, Lord, you might not be able to appear to us, because in that moment, I would probably drop dead. But here I am, and you speak to us. You love us, and you care for us. And in that moment, at that time, that was, to me, God speaking to me about, don't worry, your life is on a rock. I'm with you. You are on a firm foundation. And yes, that might have well have been a coincidence, and it may well have been a coincidence, but for me in that moment, I really believe the Holy Spirit was just speaking to me because he cares about us. He loves us. He wants to communicate to us. And sometimes it may be through a song or a word or the Bible or a verse in scripture. Sometimes it may be through a circumstance. Sometimes it might be through nature. Sometimes it might be through the lyrics of a song that just speak into that situation you know, coinciding with something you're actually physically doing that corresponds. And I just thought that was encouraging. Be kind. You don't know what people are battling that day. God is full of mercy. He is full of kindness. He is full of goodness and compassion. Cast your cares because he cares for you. Now, concern can really move us to worry. Worry turns into fear. And before we know it, panic can set in. Casting our concerns and cares over or onto God, into his hands, is an act of faith, and it's not easy, is it? Cast your cares, we sing the songs, we read the verse, but we cast our cares, and then we go and take it back, (laughs) and it's really difficult to kind of trust, especially when those big waves, those big torrents are hitting on us. And so, to finish off, I'd just like to encourage us with this last verse, cast your cares on the Lord. But in Philippians it says, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So I want to really encourage us today to continue building your life upon that rock that is Jesus, putting his words into practice, going back to scripture, looking through the verses that really speak to you or have spoken to you in the past, and just, you know, make sure that we're doing these things on a daily basis so that we're getting stronger in our faith, stronger in our core, and our life is built on a sturdy foundation. Because when things come, and they do come, when things come against us, when things challenge us or test our faith, You know, we really need to be anchored into Jesus, especially in those times. And so do not worry, forgive quickly, cast your cares, and live in peace. Let's pray. Father God of heaven and earth, we love you so much, and we thank you so much that Jesus, you came to this earth to teach us, 
because you know what's best for us. You have good things in store for us. You communicate to us through your word, through people, through circumstances. And I pray for each and every person here today that you would help us to continue living our lives, ensuring we are anchored into that bedrock, which is you, doing those things that you call us to do because they're for our own good. Help us, Lord, to serve you and love you and live for you in our words and in our relationships and where we find ourselves. Help us to be that sort of witness for you, Lord, that salt and light. And I pray, Lord, that for each person who is going through a really tough situation right now, where the floods are, feel, we feel like we're sinking or we really feel like our lives are being battered by the wind and the hail and the rain, we just look to you and we continue to cast our care on you and we trust you. We just trust you, Lord, with all of those people in our lives who are hurting. We trust you with our circumstances, which are ever-changing. And we just say we are standing and we trust you because you care. Amen. Amen. Amen.